You are now about to go on a generic side quest. Hello, hello, and welcome to another generic transmission, generic side quest, generic podcast. I am here with... I am real, and you are... Ricky the Leaf, 8-Bit to the Future, Drake Quintel, a man of many names, but a few talents. <laughs> and we are here today to talk about GamesCon. Yeah. Mostly, and games in general, but GamesCon is the, happening. The indie world. Yeah, the indie world that Nintendo dropped where they had roughly i think 25 games that they showed they off. had a lot of games yeah a lot of stuff we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about big things that came out in this past week from gamescon and just in the industry in general and just give you our takes sounds good man let's start with indie world which was done on august the 19th which was this past monday Mm -hmm. while we were recording this it was actually yesterday i believe there was rumors going into it about games that were going to be announced shadow drops which ended up being correct but we'll just talk about it once we get to those specific games so i know you have them all listed with release dates and everything i do a lot of people were looking forward to this games con they were like touting it as like an e3 killer yeah. Even though it wasn't. And I heard in the Nintendo live stream, there was toxic fans, just like a whole lot of toxic fans uh, wanting Smash related <laughs> uh, information. <sighs> yeah, it's like people like it's called Indie World. Like, why would Smash ever show up there? Yeah. But you know how fans are. Yeah, you can never make everybody happy. Yeah. First of all, I want to talk about the animation of the showcase. It was like kind of cheap, but like I I liked it. Very 2D-ish. Like I like the production of it. Mm-hmm. But they should have a proper name for it. Like an Indie Direct or Nintendo Direct featuring Indies. Yeah. Uh, their branding is like a little bit off. Or they could go forward with Indie World. I wouldn't mind that either. No, that's fine. They actually did an Indie World before. Oh yeah. The thing is, they've used Nindies. They, yeah, Nindy, they've used yeah. Indie World. They've, I think, they've just had an Indie Showcase before. Yep. yep. And just like, just choose one. <laughs> just choose one. And if you want to call one a mini and one a thing because one's a smaller one, that's fine. But like, I think there should be some uniform. And I do like the visual style and the animation. I thought it was a specific game when when the indie world opened up. Yeah. For a few of them, I thought, oh wait, is this it? Oh no, this is just production. Yeah. But I mean, it was fine, and they use the same people that always do these indie directs. They just you never saw them; you only heard their their voices. I think they even made a joke at the beginning of the indie world, saying they were disembodied yeah. voices. Yeah. Um. So still have that humor that they always have in these. But the good thing is they focus all on the games for the most part, and they jam pack it full of games. Uh. So the first game up on the docket was Risk of Rain number two. <laughs> I actually didn't know there was a number one. Same here. <laughs> because I think the first one, I could be wrong, was in 2D. This one is in a new dimension like they said in the trailer. It's multiplayer. It could be fun, but I'm not sure. I would have to get hands-on with this guy. Yeah, and I don't even think, to be honest, I'm going to really get hands-on with it. It's cool to see it's a game published by Gearbox. Yeah. So that's a big publisher right there. Um, Showing Nintendo support. Yeah. Uh, then again, we don't know if this is exclusive. Probably not, because that would have been mentioned, at least. But yeah, I know nothing about the original Risk of Rain, so... Uh, you know what sucks is 
this is probably going to be the only Gearbox game that shows up on the Switch, uh, unless it does good. What yeah, What I, do you think is going to drop? We'll see. Uh, Borderlands, Borderlands one and two, like the collection, not oh, three, not, not three. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I doubt we'll ever see three. If we do, it's years down the road. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the handsome collection come out right by and, like next uh, year. So Risk of Rain drops summer, uh, two thousand nineteen. So that's just in a few more days. Yeah, <laughs> that could have been shadow dropped for some reason. It wasn't so. Uh, the next game up on the docket, uh, Eastward. Mm-hmm. Man, I love this fucking art style. Yeah. It's so crisp, and it looks like it has a long story. I know it's weird to say that from like just a brief trailer, but it just the world looks filled out. Yep. Like it looks well thought out and realized. And the, oh man, I just can't get over that art style. It reminds me of like Japanese art, not anime or anything like that, but just like pieces of art. How it's so densely packed. Yeah. And the colors are insane. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I The art style is what piqued my interest at first. And it was cool to see Chucklefish is actually working on this one. Mm. Um, they're the people that made Stardew Valley. Yeah. Uh, so they're all about immersion. Of course, this looks nothing like Stardew Valley in terms of gameplay-wise, right? This had like that isometric type of view. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm getting from it that like I feel like I might not like is the control seems a little weird because it seems like movement is in a full eight directions or right. like diagonal. Right. But I mean, of course, until we get our hands on it, we wouldn't know. But this is definitely one of the highlights from yeah from this. I would stream. say so. Yeah. Um, and that one comes out October 2020. Cool. October 2020 or October 2019? I th- I thought I saw 2020, man. So that's over a year away? Yeah. Wow. The next one is Freedom Finger. It, uh, yeah, so it's a it's a shoot 'em up. It kind of reminds me, and I think you said this, um, of an adult swim game. Yeah, I had that vibe. It has a wicked soundtrack, though. I, I really like the soundtrack. Yeah. Even though I couldn't tell you most of the bands. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of like indie bands indie and bands. stuff. Yeah, but... which I, I could appreciate. I yeah. always like finding new music. It does have this cool mechanic of grabbing enemies to use them as weapons, which I think is pretty cool. It looks like a really indie game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that one comes out fall 2019. Yeah, and the only thing I'll add on there, you already said it, that it reminded you of an adult swim game like Pool Panic. So uh, maybe the humor will be good in that. But other than that, it's just unfortunately looks like a generic type of shoot 'em up that I'll probably pass on. But so it's we perfect do like for our us. generic. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The next one up is uh, Rookie. Don't forget those accents over the O. Yep, those two dots. I'm not impressed. It looks fine, but it also just looks like a walking simulator. Honestly, I don't think... I think out of all the trailers, this one showed very little gameplay, if that was gameplay. Yeah, uh, I think that was gameplay. Oh, gosh. Then oh, and you... sorry, Um, Freedom Finger comes out fall 2019. Okay. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, it's okay. I, the art style seemed cool enough. It gave me uh, vibes of uh, Rhyme, like that okay. cell shadiness. Yeah. It was a little darker, I guess it was the scenes, but yeah, there's nothing really to go on there. I would need to see more on that game, but it, it didn't pique my interest. And that one comes out in the winter. The next one up <laughs> is reminding me heavily of a mobile game, uh, Torchlight Two. A lot of sequels on this list, actually. Yeah. It looks like the Diablo. Yeah, I see. I don't know much about Torchlight, but I know I've heard it on the PC as a big deal. So, like, I feel like this is a big get for the Switch. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah even when we were looking at the logo of the game and the art style it has a very free-to-play vibe to it yeah and i know this is not a free-to-play game but that that's just a problem right there i feel when you think that but i guess people that like the the dungeon crawler type of diablo style gameplay yeah are gonna enjoy this so how they introduced this game in the nindy's world sorry the indies world they had the same production animation so the animation actually looked more interesting to me than the actual game yeah those <laughs> those like knights or whatever they're yeah. playing off their switch yeah yeah i agree with you and that one comes out september 3rd oh that one's probably the soonest one coming out other than well, the ones that shadow summer. dropped of course the ones that say summer <laughs> summer is up until the september 21st though so technically uh, that summer game could... ah, right. summer <laughs> the next one up is uh skater xl your typical skateboard game it looks cool to me i'm not really into skateboard games the first trick of the trailer it looked pretty jank like the animation yeah but the rest of them looked fine i don't mind the graphics they're pretty simple to the point they're not they're not bad in my opinion no they're not bad one thing i i'm curious about is i wonder if you can pull off the same move over and over again or because of the mechanics of like full board control or no, no move is ever the yeah. same i wonder if it's just like almost random yeah uh, i don't know the, con- the control seems weird yeah and they're touting that no move will be the same yeah um and how deep it is but yeah that does seem like how how deep is it that like is it just random some of the things right. that you'll pull off there is another skateboarding game that looks much better than this and maybe that's why but i don't know if the other i think the other game is actually in india it's just not announced for the switch i think it's only on the ps4 and xbox what is called session okay very similar trailer where like that same um like here's shots of people doing tricks Mm. behind the the character whatever (sighs) they're all going for that skate war uh skate four vibe oh right because everybody wants skate four if you ever go to an ea (laughs) post on uh instagram the comment section is always like this is not skate four this is not skate four so (laughs) Yeah, uh, I th- Skate 4 has like a more realistic look, I feel. Yeah, it, well, yeah, and it would look better yeah, yeah. if it ever does come out. And this one's coming out 2020. Okay. The next game up on the docket is Europa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. They had the cool little um, post-apocalyptic Eiffel Tower in the background. Other than that, it, it reminds me of The Blob for some reason, I get the blob vibes yeah and it has some sort of paint mechanics i think that works as your health they have a very okay so i don't understand the gimmick of gravity you can see down on the ground thanks (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. i i just don't understand what its hook is for this particular game uh it looks fine but i think it'll get lost in the shuffle See, you said it gave you vibes of the blob. It gave me vibes of Human Fall Flat. True. Just because of the art style, maybe. I wouldn't say the art style. I would say the main character. The main character, yeah. Yeah. The actual concept of the gravity seems like it could be a cool idea. Yeah, but why? I want to know why. Anytime you're playing with gravity, I mean, I've played a lot of indie games that are... I, I shouldn't say a lot, but... A game like VVVVV, which relies on changing gravity all the time. Mm. Um, Dendara looks like a cool game. I've never oh, played Dendara, it, yeah, yeah. But that, that has, one looks pretty cool. I mean, I'm saying gravity, but I'm saying like a jump mechanic, which... We should play Dendara. We should. Yeah. I think that goes on sale sometimes, but I do want to play that. 
I mean, I like the concept or the idea of it, but seeing it in action is just blah. Yeah. Uh, that one comes out in the winter. Next one um, is a pretty cool game. Uh, I seen it first on the PC. Uh, I think Funhouse played it. Must have been. Um, is super hot. Uh, super hot. hot. <laughs> I like the motion uh, function of the Switch. Like you, you turn it to dodge bullets. It's pretty cool um, when you're in handheld mode. Other than that, it it seems like an interesting game overall, but it is an older game. And this is the first shadow drop of the evening. Yeah. What do you think? I'm a big fan of Super Hot. Uh, I actually got it for free when it was part of Games with Gold for the Xbox a few months ago. Mm. Really fun title, puzzle, first-person shooter, time manipulation and everything. I heard it's much better in VR. Mm. I would love to get it for PSVR, but I don't want to pay for that game again. Maybe it'll get Labo support. Yeah, that would be hilarious. I wrote that down too in my notes here, yeah. One thing I want to point out is the stupid switch tax, even on these old games. This game currently in Canada on the eShop is $31. This is still an indie game. It's not very long. Sure, it's difficult, so it it prolongs the length of it, but I think it's like three or four hours long. So like to pay $31 seems a little ridiculous. Uh, I would wait for a sale, but the actual game is a lot of fun and a cool art style and mechanic. And even the story, though simple, is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, that one's out now. Dungeon Awake, uh, Dungeon Defenders Awakening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not my thing. The most notable thing I could say about this, um, again, it's apparently a sequel to the first ever Tower Defense. Sure, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, but... The most notable thing for this is it's uh, a timed exclusive, and I just want to know why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to know why too, because the game actually looks quite rough. I mean, it has that generic, like, cartoonish art style of, like, a Fortnite, but, like, cheaper looking to me. Um, and it also looked like, I don't know if that was just the trailer, it looked like it was not running very smoothly yeah uh, which uh, is weird because when you're showing a trailer you, you have wanna... the optimal yeah. thing that you're showing right so yeah. at least it's a timed exclusive i guess that's a big get for but Nintendo. why like why i don't understand anyways yeah. from talking about <laughs> i wouldn't say trash it's a good it's a, it's a game i i don't know how to make games so i'm sure that game you know yeah there's time and effort put into it but to a game that i am looking forward to the tourist Man, this game looks dope. For some reason, I get the vibe. Like, not much was really explained in the in the trailer. But I get this vibe of, like, this rich guy flying to, like, solve mysteries. He can play in arcade, in arcades. Yeah. And uh, it's so it's a puzzle-solving game. But I'm very intrigued. It has a cool art style. It's, like, Lego-y, but not... I don't know. It's vibrant. I like it. Yeah, the art style looks really cool. It has, like almost minecraft like blockiness but much cleaner yeah very colorful gave me a lot of vibes of zelda because the dungeons and stuff like that and the puzzles Mm. the only thing i'm a little worried about this game the trailer made it seem a lot more story based or in terms of like yeah you're like this rich guy that comes to this island and stuff like that I feel like that's going to be kept to a minimum. Oh, no. And it's going to be just a lot of these no, puzzles. I hope That's not. just the vibe I'm getting from because I think they were trying to make it look 
cooler than it actually, it actually is. is. No, don't say that. Though I am hyped up for this game, and I want to see how much uh, this game comes out for because I do want to try it out yeah. when it comes out. And when is that coming out? November 19th. Nice. So in the middle of all those other games, that so I'll never get to play this. Because <laughs> I think Pokemon comes out four days before that. All right, on. <laughs> We hit a rough patch again uh, with Skellboy. Oh, God. So now, uh, okay, so my first impression, uh, it looks like Octopath. Oh, Traveler. no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. It's... Well, the podcast is done. We, <laughs> we're going to argue about this now because that, it does that's not fine, look that's like fine. that. It, it does remind me of Octopath art style with the 2D sprites in a 3D world. That's HD 2D or whatever. 2D H. What did they call it? They trademarked that name, I think. <laughs> whatever. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, it, it, it reminded me of that, but obviously not to the pixel art standards of a Square Enix. Mm-hmm. But... I, I think they were going for something similar to that. I am not really interested in it. it it's just like a beat 'em up. But I do like the very catchy theme song. It's almost like um, a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Even though the trailer, like when it was being introduced, the trailer mentioned like a mechanic of swapping body parts. But I don't think any of that was shown in the trailer. I think it was shown, but very early on, it didn't show much. Like I when just it was saw showing him... combat and stuff. It didn't really yeah go into uh, yeah. I just saw him in um, different suits, but that's not really yeah. changing body parts. I don't know. Uh, so you play as the titular titular boy, but that's about it. I mean, go listen to the song. Song's pretty good. I have nothing to say about that. But when is that coming out? December third. All right. The next one, I'm. Yeah, I think I we're split actually, on this on this next one. And, yeah, yeah. Earth Knight. So it is an endless runner. Yeah, endless runners. You know, you don't do much. But one of my favorite games for like uh, the Wii Shop Channel, Bit Chip Runner. Oh yeah. But this one, like this art style, it looks so interesting. You know, you have to stop drag like this dragon apocalypse. And I think people live in the air. The story seems like it could be cool. Like the graphics, the graphics look amazing. The art style looks amazing. Even though it's an endless runner. I'm not a big fan of the music. It's a bit too chip toony for yeah. me. It's a bit too endless runner music to me. But they, they really did get me with the art style and the free falling sections. That looked interesting. It's a black girl who is the main protagonist. The other bald Asian guy looks cool to play as. Like the the art is so good, and that comes out twenty nineteen. What what are your thoughts on Earth Knight? <sighs> I'm almost on the other end. To me, the art style wasn't very appealing, and it's really? funny because I think on all the other ones in terms of art style and the way the game looks, uh-huh. we for the most part agree. Right. I'm not saying I shouldn't say I'm on the opposite end because I don't think the game looks ugly by any means, mm. and it might just be because it's an endless runner. Uh. I'm subconsciously just thinking, oh, it has this look to it, and it's just does seem weird, and that's the one part I do like about it. You know what it kind of reminds me of? What? Um, Nidhogg, a bit. Like an evolution of Nidhogg. Ugh, I, Nidhogg 2 has a horrible art style, though uh, I do love that game. Yeah. It does. But I don't know, this art style, looks, it's so vibrant, and the dragons are all kind of done in a different art style, which I appreciate. It has a 3D depth some of the like images in the background and yeah, stuff to it yeah. which which is cool but the character models of like the the bald guy and the girl man those are those are stellar those are so good yeah i guess i don't know 
I shouldn't be comparing it to something like Rayman Legends because that's oh, right. you're looking at like a big ass studio making that compared to whoever's making this game. I feel that one is more crisp. Yeah, it has it's more of an actual cartoon with that yeah. and the animation and everything. It could be interesting. I wrote down here that I want this game to be cheap because it's an endless, endless runner. runner yeah. I don't think there's going to be much in terms of story. Again, I think it's just made up more for the I trailer. I don't know. I think these type of games are perfect to like yeah, flesh out the story. It's an endless runner. That's all it is. Oh, it looks so good. It looks so good. We'll see. We'll see when it comes out. Sorry, you said it comes 2020. out. 2020. 2020. All right. The next games. Games. Hotline Miami 2 and 1. So that's the first Hotline Miami and the second one. It's called Hotline Miami Collection. Yeah. yeah. Been there, done that. <laughs> it was a pretty bad trailer. <laughs> but at the same time, do we really need to know what Hotline Miami is? Like, we already know what it is. Agreed. It's also shadow dropped and it's out now. Yeah, I, I suggest everybody play Hotline Miami in one way. You don't have to play it on the Switch, though. The portable nature of the Switch is perfect for a game like this. I guess. The, yeah, the trailer is trash. I mean, the music's always good in the game, and the trailer had great music. But the trailer showed no gameplay at all. I would not know if I didn't know Hotline Miami. I would not know what the hell Hotline Miami was by watching that trailer. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. Damn hard game. Very gruesome, but not worth 30 bucks right now on the switch go find it for cheap probably steam probably has it for like a couple bucks right play it that way here comes the sizzle reel this was just an explosion of games mm -hmm. first up on the deck was a game called blasphemous it's actually i guess produced published sorry by team 17 and i know team 17 uh, as the guys who made the worms game it looks like a cool snes game yep uh, maybe a little Castlevania in there. Uh -huh, I wrote Castlevania vibes. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but it has like this weird pseudo 3D look. Yeah. It releases on September 26th. Cool. Yeah, it also gave me vibes of The Messenger a little bit. A little bit. Just in terms of style. Not in terms of actual right. gameplay. But, uh, I really want to play The Messenger. Uh, me as well. And they added that DLC recently. Um, Beach or Picnic Panic or something. What? They added free DLC, like water levels and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Next up is Close to the Sun. Boring. So they didn't really... So they only showed this playing off the handheld. It looks like an escape room game, uh, and it's coming out in 2019. Next is Cat Quest 2. This releases in the fall. It looks fun. Uh, it looks like an open -y Cat Quest game. Beat em up. I don't know. Looks could be good yeah it looks like cat quest one which i have not played <laughs> but almost got because it was really cheap recently on the switch so maybe i'll still check that out right the next one is really interesting because i could have sworn it was an xbox exclusive that they showed off at e3 mm -hmm. uh spirited fairer i think that's how you say it yeah i would say it that way too it looks dope i like anything hand animation and this has all those vibes this might be part of like you know that recent nintendo xbox deal like where they're sharing uh games. it's not published by uh xbox game studios though right so uh, no, but, but it, it could, could still be, be a deal that yeah that's true i don't know it gives me adventure time vibes but i do like the art style what do you think yeah i do like the art style a lot of the game i I think they showed a lot more during the Xbox. Well, this was part of the sizzle reel here. Yeah. At the Xbox E3 
conference they showed a lot more about it and i was interested in it but it, this is the type of game i would have to play to to see if i'm actually into it other than the art style nothing really mm-hmm. jumped out at me there i think it's like another story-based platformer which i'm all about yeah next up is trine four and all i have to say about this one is another one yeah <laughs> why another one man the series just keeps going <laughs> i mean the art style looked kind of cool i mean it looks like me. other trine I, it looks a little nicer i feel than other trines they they kind of went with a more softer look to it but right i still won't play it here's another one i thought we saw before maybe for xbox but it's uh creature in the well oh so, sorry spirited fairer uh releases in spring i do not know when trine for releases yeah it's okay but back to creature in the well yeah i just can't remember where i saw it yeah I, I was on the same boat as you that uh i have seen this game before or this i think i did somewhere i'm po- recently i'm too. positive but it's basically a top down uh it reminded me yeah. yeah it reminded me a lot of uh travis strikes back yeah and that's coming out september 6th yeah it has a cool cel-shaded look which yeah. i think uh is interesting so. yeah next up one finger death punch two this game reminds me of something you would find on like Ebom's world. Ebom, it probably got its start on Ebom. Yeah, because of that little stickman guy. Yeah. Um, very flash type of game. Uh, it looks like a rhythm fighter, I guess you right. could say. Right. So that I just noticed that in my second look at the sizzle reel, I thought it was just a fighter. Yeah. You go back and forth and beat him up. No, but with the meter on the bottom. It looks like really. a rhythm game. Yeah. Could I mean, be it, that could be fun, but that's a game that that has to be less than five bucks. Five bucks, yeah. Because no way you're charging ten bucks, and I'm paying for that. And I didn't even know there was a one finger death punch one. So. It's on E bombs early, yeah. <laughs> and that comes out December second. Yeah. Next one up. Game of show. Game of show. Best friends forever, and best it comes. Best friend forever. Best friend, sorry, <laughs> best friend forever, and it comes out Valentine's Day. It gives me graphic novel vibes along with dating sim and pet sim. Do you know anything about this game, Rick? Uh, I know. So you date the people in the game, but everybody basically has a dog. Okay. So yeah, it's part dating simulator, part uh, Nintendogs, I guess, where you have to take them to the daycare or like the dog, doggy daycare or whatever. And grooming and yeah it's very japanese even though i don't know if the developer actually is japanese but it has those weird vibes of like what's the name of that game i hate hateful boyfriend (laughs) and like those those weird ass games uh it definitely has my interest but i usually don't play those games so i you know what i might finally dabble in this it seems like i like japanese games i've been playing fire emblem so i will like best friend forever how many waifus do you have uh, in that, yeah. well, I'm trying to get one, and then I'm hoping all the other ones will follow suit, <laughs> because that's how it works with women, but uh, we'll see. Alright, next one uh, is uh, Fogs. <laughs> it it kind of sounds like fags, <laughs> but it, it, is, it is not an offensive game by any stretch of the imagination, unless... You don't like two-headed dogs. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me a lot of Cat Dog. You remember that cartoon? Yeah, that Nickelodeon cartoon. It's coming out in 2020, and it's cute, I guess. But I think there are other games like this. There are, but to be honest, out of all the games shown, or not out of all the games shown, 
this was unique out of the title shown because there wasn't many co-op games at least i could see that they showed off most of the stuff seemed like single player mm. i mean you did have is this strictly co-op or can you play i don't know if it's strictly co-op but i got co-op vibes like puzzle platformer yeah. type of vibes it seems like the type of thing you'd play with your friend and yell at each other and just <laughs> be on the floor laughing because of how crazy it is yeah um so i am looking forward to that but yeah there are, is a lot on the market in general for games like this and again that comes out 2020 the next game up what's it called what the gold what the gulf oh what the gulf because it's a gulf yeah yeah type yeah of game so this one actually reminds me of the adult swim game pool panic you're hitting the golf ball multiple times into the hole and there are obstacles that will block your path it's very zany. At one point, I think you could hit a person into the hole, and then you're driving a car. Yeah. It's uh, it, yeah. It gave me a lot of um, pool panic vibes. It reminded me of like almost Goat Simulator because it's very physics based. It seems. Hmm. Um. So yeah, the zaniness. Uh. Yeah. I don't know how much of an actual golf simulator this is gonna be. Right. But it seems like the type of game. I don't know if this is brand new, but it seems like the type of game that would do very well on like Steam on the yeah. PC that people would do playthroughs of so yeah, yeah, yeah um might be interesting uh next one up is kine that's releasing in 2019 all capital letters by the way right <laughs> i have no idea what's going on it kind of has a katamari vibe maybe Oof. it's cell shaded but in the comics cell shaded style yeah which is kind of cool it reminded me of remember project steam or codename Steam that oh, Nintendo for the 3DS. 3DS. Yeah, it reminded me of that, but only in art style, only the type of cell shading. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I have no idea what's going on in this trailer. Actually, the game reminds me a lot of this. Is gonna be really random. Of Cuboid. I don't know if anybody played that. It was an indie game on the PS3. Basically, it was a puzzle game where you moved a cube around a platform and. It reminds me of that, or like even Death Squared, even though that's a co-op type of puzzle game. Mm-hmm. But it, it's I'm getting those vibes from this, and I do like the cell shaded art style. Are you interested in the game? Uh, yeah, I am interested. Really? In the game. Yeah. Huh. Uh, because I played. A, I can't believe I, I can say I played a lot of Cuboid. I doubt anybody <laughs> knows listening to this what the hell Cuboid is. What system I, did you play that for? PS3. So you got trophies. I don't... I, this might have been before Trophies. Like, it was one of the oh. first PS3 games I played. Wow. But I did enjoy it quite a bit, even though it's just a puzzle game. That's all it is. And I, right. I feel like this is very similar to it. I couldn't understand, like, what the main thing you were moving was. Yeah, it? that I couldn't tell. Yeah. It was it was weird. Uh, next up, this game looks really fun. Hypercharger Unboxed. And it's coming out in the winter. Uh, so it's like a Toy Story Small Soldiers first person shooter mm-hmm. it looks good like i'm not a first person fan but like the concept of like your toys like actually fighting I'm, I'm i dig it what do you think yeah it's basically 3do has come back from the dead and they brought back the army men series yeah yeah in uh, a first person i actually even like you could look at the trailer and some people might like oh it looks cool i like the art style of it it's clean yeah it's colorful it doesn't look it doesn't like an look- indie yeah, no, it doesn't look cartoony in the way of something like 
Team Fortress 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks cleaner than something like uh, a Fortnite in terms yep. of its art style. Agreed. And yeah, I agree that it does not look like an indie game. It seems like a lot of work has been put in. I mean, all these games, it seems like a lot of work has been put into it. But I'm getting good vibes from that. I might want to try that one out, especially if it has a fun like uh, multiplayer aspect. Oh, man. To it, hopefully so. it's couch co op. Or not co op, but like same screen multiplayer. That would be cool. If you could do four player, yeah. that would be awesome. And that comes out winter. The next one is Northgard. Uh, it looks like a MOBA. Not great graphics. Um, it's it's the perfect game for a sizzle reel. <laughs> yeah. Just to kind of put it in there. Yeah, I said it looks bad. <laughs> yeah, it just looked rough. And I guess yeah, it is a MOBA. Not really my cup of tea. Even if even if the graphics look nice, it just didn't interest me. Right. That comes out September twenty sixth. Okay. September is really packed. Mm-hmm. Holy crap gotta get your north guard on uh sparklight is our next game on deck it has a zelda like feel to it the art style is you know your 8 bit or 16 bit 8 to 16 bit yeah coming out the fall uh what was that game afterbirth that this reminded you of yeah yeah it was like that religious game and the character is just like a white guy and you go around dungeons it came out with a definitive edition call and the definitive edition tagline was afterbirth um i have no idea shoot you could take a look because i got vibes even though i've not played this game i've heard great things about it the art style and kind of the gameplay reminded me of moon drifter is it called moon drifter i'm pretty sure that's the name moon drifter the binding of isaac oh wow <laughs> that you. reminded you of the binding of isaac it did it did do you mind typing in moon drifter and see if it's the game i'm just thinking about no problem moon drifter basically you played as a shopkeep like in the game you know when you play any game you go to the shop and you buy the items right yeah how does moon drifter does not seem to be the game because we're getting moon drifter slot game. slot machines is this konami <laughs> moon moonlighter moonlighter are you Lighter. sure there's moon in it moon is a hundred percent in it <laughs> moon fuck it's gonna bother me this moon game <laughs> you play as a shopkeep but for him to have this stuff in his store like for adventurers to come in and buy swords and potions and stuff you go out and you actually go dungeon crawling oh cool so it has its parts sim or retail store type of thing and parts actual dungeon crawler right but i just don't know what the game is called so oh well we'll put it in post yeah (laughs) so the next one up would be munchkin quacked quest oh yeah i didn't write that one down (laughs) (laughs) it looks like another dungeon crawler yeah that's that's all i'll say about that one as well wasn't there a two on it or no I don't believe so. Oh, oh pardon me. Uh, Sparkle Light is coming out in the fall. Okay. And when is that Munchkin game coming Munchkin out? Quacked Quest is coming out in the fall. Very cool. So, some competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just looks like a beat-em-up dungeon crawler. Yo, whatever happened to that unnamed goose game? I think it might have came out already. Did it? I think so. Oh, man, you should get that. That's a game I do want to try. That's like the better goose game. Is it unnamed? <laughs> Untitled. Unnamed or untitled? Well, that game. Yeah, that game. You know what we mean. (laughs) Last but not least for our indie world coverage, Ori and the Blind Forest. Uh, Now, this is a notable game. 
because it's an Xbox exclusive, or at least it was an Xbox exclusive. Hopefully they fixed the jank that was in the first one. Apparently the first one had a few technical issues, but this is the definitive edition, so hopefully they sort that out. And it and obviously this one falls in line with Cuphead and Lucky. Like that that conquer looking game, but it's not a conquer yeah. game. Yeah. I mean it looks fun. I like platformers. Will I rush out and get it? Nah. Should you rush out and get it? Mm. Myself? Yeah. Uh, no, because I know it's probably going to be 50 bucks or some stupid <laughs> price, which is giving me anxiety just thinking about it. But I've always wanted to play Ori in the Blind Forest. I don't know if it was available on games games with gold or anything, but I never did get it for the Xbox. So I am looking forward to playing this. I will not be playing it right when it comes out because of the price. And also, it's coming out in September, correct? Yeah, the twenty first or something. So it's coming out September twenty second. I mean twenty seventh. Twenty seventh, and a week before that is Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Yeah, I will probably pass on it at the time, but I do love the art style. I do love that it's giving me vibes of a bunch of two D platformers, like Celeste, like Hollow Knight, like even I was saying Lost Winds for yeah. the WiiWare back on the Wii. Moonlighter. Moonlighter. <laughs> I said Moondrifter first, so Moonlighter is the game. But yeah, Ori and the Blind Forest is pretty cool. So overall, what would you or what is your take on Indie World that Nintendo delivered on Monday? It was just like an indie direct. There were a few games that looked cool. I don't know of any of those games that are um, must-haves. There is some cool art games arty games you know i like my art and i would love to work with a developer who does some of those art games other than that eh. yeah i share those (laughs) same sentiments probably not work with these developers since i can't draw for shit yeah i know there was some cool i guess surprises some cool games in there at least it was a lot of stuff so you knew not everything was gonna hit but i like that it was jam-packed with announcements some of them brand new, some of them just ports, some of them sequels to games never knew existed. <laughs> if you were to just choose one game from there that you could check out, do you have one specifically? That I have picked out? Yeah. Sorry, I kind of put you on the spot right there. How about you go first, and then I'll get back to you. Okay, I'm not going to choose the obvious of Ori in the Blind Forest because it's not brand new. But I will choose Best Friend Forever just because <laughs> of its wackiness. But Eastward is also there and the tourists. Yeah, those are my top two. Eastward and the tourists. Oh, and... um, You like that Earth Knight one. Spirit Farer? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so those those are my top three. Eastwood, Spirit Farer, and the tourists. (laughs) And the tourists, yeah. The Endless Runner one, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I just like the... I like the animation. Yeah. Eh, it's alright as a lot of these games on here. But again, because they're indie titles, they're hard to grasp their mechanics and how they'll play until you actually get your hands on them. And that's a great thing about indies. Lots of these games you do not have to invest a ton of time in, but they can be really memorable experiences. And lots of these are passion products, uh, passion projects handled by one, two, three people. Very small teams. Some of them a little bit bigger, but... It's just amazing to see that we're in this time of gaming where you can have big AAA titles like your Red Dead Redemption 2, your God of War, your Super Mario Odyssey. Witcher 3? Your Witcher 3. 
And then you could have these smaller games like this. Like Celeste was almost my game of the year last year and made by just a couple people. <laughs> I can't understand how. I like the game too, but I can't understand how. It's crazy. Like my two best games are God of War <laughs> and Celeste yeah, yeah. on two opposite ends. But that's where we are in gaming that there's just so much variety and like you can put so much effort being a small team i mean it doesn't always pay off which is sad but yeah. we're not going to get into the whole economics and business side of the game world right now yeah we could save that for another show yeah i kind of want to start a petition to like rename indies th- just third party games yeah because they have their quality uh but then it gets buried that way too i think because third party games? everything is third party games yeah, other than literally. exclusives but then indies don't get their spotlight. Like, at least things like this. I mean, that Munchkin game, which we probably don't care about. Right. It got some sort of exposure. I think if it was just released as a third-party game, you're never going to see it in any sort of highlight reel. Not even We'll have that. a third-party highlight reel. Yeah. I think they need to be stopped. Co- like, I understand the indie term. They're not huge publishers, and they do a lot of the work themselves. Look at the Cuphead team. Three people. Yeah. Um, Years. Yeah. Hand Canadians animation. too, and oh, big ups! Yeah, yo, that Cuphead can go head to head with like any Rayman game. I feel. Well, yeah, that's probably other than like Halo. That might that was one of Xbox's, Xbox's biggest yep. exclusives for this generation. Agreed. It had sold like three million copies. That's an indie game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Especially with, like, the Xbox not selling as well as the PS4 and the Switch now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I still like that they're called indies. I like that they're celebrated as a smaller community. Um, a smaller community and gives these people some voices. Even games that we both looked at and were like, eh, not for <laughs> us, right? Yeah. But um, the Switch has become a great platform for indies right off the bat indies were perfect for on-the-go gaming and nintendo has embraced them very well yeah uh so and lots of these are some, old some games could too, argue though. that they they had to yeah because it's because of what happened with the wii u and everything yeah. too and lots of these are ports to be honest like even the two shadow drops are indie games that have been around for years with super hot and the hotline miami collection right so you can take that for what it is it's not really like oh they're supporting indies yeah they're supporting some old indies as well right and that just seems more like to pad cup- their year yeah to pad their year and we we have this game we have this game yeah well the xbox had that game like five years <laughs> ago or whatever but yeah. still really cool to be on the platform it's um, kind of like um, when they release old games like Oblivion. I know like a lot of Nintendo fans wouldn't have ever played an Oblivion game. Same thing with Witcher Three. Like that, Skyrim. Yeah. Oh, like the oh okay. Um, Witcher Three. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people. Same thing with Ori and the Blind Forest. Just because it was on well, Xbox. Well, yeah. I I'm excited and I have an Xbox, right? <laughs> and like even Cuphead. Yeah. I got super excited even though I own it on the Xbox. Right. I got super. I still haven't bought Cuphead because I'm waiting for. The physical, physical edition yeah. but like the idea of playing it in handheld like excited me for that game like mm. that and that the game looks exactly the same like not it, exactly not digital exactly. foundry did a thing where it's like no the it's, the it's outline better thicker. on the switch it's the better out- on the switch no not at all i think it runs i think it runs 90 frames on the switch <laughs> <laughs> i actually don't I, it's it's a a little gripe yeah. but i don't like how it looks on the switch just because of the bolder outlines i think the art style is truer on the xbox 
um, than it is on the Switch. And it's, it's, it is minor, but I could tell the difference. Uh, I haven't actually played the game, so yeah. Uh, but... You played Cuphead. No, I mean, I haven't played the Switch one. I've only oh, seen right. the footage on the thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, the thing with third parties in general, like, I'm not against getting third party games late, right? Yeah. I know we got, like, Assassin's Creed 3 HD not too long ago. Right. We got Final Fantasy X2. Like, really random third party games, Darksiders. That's fine, as long as it's not taking uh, anything away from other games that should be there day and date with the other releases. Like How do you feel that you're paying full price for these games? I I feel ripped off, and that's <laughs> something I've mentioned a few times in this with the stupid Nintendo tax. Yeah. Right? But THQ Nordic usually doesn't do Great that. That's company. why Darksiders, The Blob 2, huh. um, all their games, they price usually 30 bucks digital and 30 bucks physical. More people should do that. The physical should not be an extra fucking $10, especially when the game being priced at $30, they're making more money off of that anyways. I hope the uh, THQ... THQ Nordic is um, going to come out with the new time splitters. That's going to be fun. I heard that rumor is true. Didn't they? I don't know. I don't know oh. if they're going to do it. I know they own. The, oh man, THQ, THQ Nordic is doing everything right. If I was a company, I would just buy up old properties, rehash. I I don't know. If, I can't say they're doing everything right because they're doing a lot right. But they're dabbling in everything, and they're reminding me of the old THQ, and you just don't want them to go down that same path. Hey, man. Games they didn't games. even have to use that name. I'm, I still don't understand why they chose it's the name THQ. name recognition. No one knows Nordic. No, I understand, but THQ went bankrupt. That's like someone buying Midway's uh, rights and calling the game Midway. I would use Midway, 100%. Um, mis- uh, Mystic. I don't know. <laughs> I, would use, I would use its name recognition, yeah. I guess. Do you have anything else up? That you wanted to speak about? Uh, yeah, big news for Sony. They actually oh, yeah. purchased Insomniac Games. You know, I thought they should have done this a long, 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 long time ago. I actually thought they owned them at one point. <laughs> I think a good general uh, like gaming population thinks that Insomniac was already owned by them. Yeah. But the funny thing is, they've made quite a few games for other systems. They have. Sunset Overdrive, which was one Xbox. of the first big exclusives for the Xbox at the time, was made by Insomniac Games. Yeah. They also make a few VR games for the Oculus. Yeah. But still, and they're like, still releasing a game later this year, which I think they are obligated to release. Yeah, it was already in production. So yeah. To... Uh, but, we, we, yeah, we know Insomniac for Ratchet & Clank. We know them now for Spider-Man, which is a terrific game. We know them for Resistance Fall of Man, which was a oh, yeah. franchise on the PS3. So Insomniac usually doesn't stick with it. Like, they dabble in quite a bit. I would like to see them do something weird, like a racing game or something, because they probably could handle it. That's a big get for Sony to officially have them under their their wing. In a day and age when Microsoft is doing all the buying up. Yeah, eating up everybody, basically. Yeah. Sony needed to make a power move like this. Yeah. I, I think it would be more of a power move if they bought like Capcom or something, but I don't think that's and, happening. Ain't nobody doing that. Yeah. This is the most obvious one, but that's a good thing to lock in. So pretty much, I, I'm guessing we're going to get spider-man 2 especially with the way spider-man 1 ended we'll probably get a new ratchet and clank and probably some sort of new franchise on the ps5 i would assume but i think for the ps4 they're pretty much done because they're probably still working on dlc for marvel spider-man with the ps4 rounding up into its final year next year yeah we'll probably see uh something either brand new or i'm gonna say ratchet and clank but we will move on 
So GamesCon had a huge like live event hosted by Jeff Keighley, the host or creator of Video Game Awards show, big journalist in the business. They ended the show with his best friend's game, Death Stranding. <laughs> I'm really hyped for Death Stranding, so that's why I wanted to put this in here. I haven't actually gone and watched all this footage. I've just read about it. There's basically going to be some sort of peen mechanic in Death Stranding where you can pee as the main character. I saw this trailer up on um, YouTube, and I refused to click on it. I think I'm death stranded out until it comes out because it's like almost walking sim and i don't want this game to be bad i'm looking forward to it so i just don't want any wacky any wacky things that might bring me down uh i i kind of have to agree with you i think i have to block out anything to do with death stranding until release now because it's not like finding out any more information is making this game any clearer it's making it weirder and weirder the more questions we have answered the more questions are created i i do love hideo kojima's wackiness i am one of those people that are like oh he can't do any harm but i am worried about death stranding so apparently a bunch of trailers got yeah uh, so like in-game cutscenes and stuff character trailers character trailers like that Mama. jeff keely's in the damn game He's in the game, just as a character, but he's not voiced by by Keely himself, which is really weird. But Hideo Kojima and him are, are bed buddies, so I guess that makes sense there. I don't think he's playing a character named that. I think he has a different name, the character in the game. Um, that would be weird. But Hideo Kojima even put himself in Phantom Pain. There was a mission where you had to save Hideo Kojima. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of... So the guy who voices um, Jeff Keighley yeah. is named Matthew Matthew Mercer? Yeah. Why didn't they just get Jeff Keighley to voice Jeff Keighley? Because he's not a voice actor. He's a journalist. He's a video game journalist. One of the best in the business. Still hyped for the game. Worried about the game. I ain't going to have my pre... That's the thing. Hideo Kojima has my money anyways. So he could have fucked up this whole thing. And I'm still going to play the shit out of this game for five minutes and then be confused. <laughs> so, uh, And we're going to end off with what we should always end off with, Pokemon. It is the end-all and be-all of my life. I just hit level 40 in Pokemon Go. Congratulations. That he is, clapped for himself. That, that is uh, <laughs> our live audience that we have here. Uh, but we aren't here to talk about myself or Pokemon Go. We are here to talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, recently, over the past... There's been a few announcements over the past couple of weeks, actually, about the game. Uh, new additions. Some of the rumors that were leaked on 4chan a long time ago were weirdly super accurate. Yeah. Things like the bad guy team in it being called Team Yell. That there's more than just Dynamaxing. There's... Gigamaxing. Gigamaxing? Yeah. But more specifically, there was Galarian. Is it Galarian? Galarian forms. Kind of like Alolan forms. Yeah. But these ones... I mean, these ones are cool. I like I like that they're doing this. They're giving breath of fresh air to new... I mean, old Pokemon. Zigzagoon and Linoon. Yeah. Now have a new Galarian. evolution called what? 
I don't remember what it's called. But they have a cool black and white or black and gray type of aesthetic. He looks like a punk rocker mixed with a sports something, maybe rugby. Like uh, the Australian All Blacks. Is it All Blacks? Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, the wheezing looks really cool. The wheezing reminds you like what they did with Executor. He has like big ass oh, top hat, right. so he's like his body is very long now thanks to his weird chimney that he has on his head. He also um has a new typing. He's poison fairy. <laughs> Cause his ability is some purification or something. So uh Linoon's uh new evolution is called Obstagoon. <laughs> and yeah, they really they're really punky, like almost kiss like the rock band yeah. kiss. So Zigzagoon obviously did zigzags. Linoon only ran straight. And Obstagoon, I guess, blocks your path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They introduced some new uh, NPCs also. Yeah, they did introduce some new NPCs. Not um, exclusive to Sword or Shield. Not like the gym leaders. No. But they did introduce some... Images. Which is weird. I never knew that gym leaders were exclusive to... Not all of them, but there's going to be some, like, this one only has the water one, or this one only has it. It's, I think, something new with this game, because I don't think Sword and Shield had that. Right. But, I mean, it at least gives more of a difference between the two versions than, hey, you can't catch these three Pokemon in this game, which I always found super funny with the Sword and Shield. I mean, with Pokemon the dual, yeah, the dual format for these games in general. So the two new rivals are um, Bead or Beady. Okay. It's a dude. Um, and if you ever wanted your like dickhead of a rival back, like Gary, this is your guy. He seems more of a rival than a friend. Okay. And the girl, the new girl is Marnie. And she seems to be a professional something. <laughs> a guessing Pokemon trainer because Team Yell are like her fanboys yeah and they follow oh, yeah, her yeah. around everywhere she goes she That's has like a darker sense. motif she uses the new pikachu like more peco oh yeah that thing where it has the ha- the hangry mode and the, hangry. the full mode they yeah, actually yeah. call it hangry yeah um it's cute when it's full and it has little pockets but when it runs out of food it turns into a dark type yeah <laughs> i believe dark electric yeah so what do you think yeah. Are you excited? I'm still excited for Sword and Shield. I do like most of the Pokemon that they've shown, like the brand new Pokemon for this. Right off the bat when they showed Wooloo back when they first like showed that real trailer for the game. Mm. Like I, I, I love the cute looking cheesy characters in Pokemon. So I'm a fan of the creations for this generation so far. I'm a fan of these Galarian forms. Uh, there's going to be abilities. I know they announced uh, like what Weezing's ability ability was, where his nullifies. ability nullifies everybody else's ability. Oh yeah, and they also said if you Gigamax, so make your Pokemon gigantic, and you use the move, the move will actually have status effects for the arena. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, like a water Pokemon can basically make it rain. Yeah, type of thing. I'm just waiting for Sir Farfetched. <laughs> that Galarian form I wanted to have like a little top hat or his leak is like a cane and he has a monocle like I can see it already I know that was part of the leak that 4chan leak so it has to happen but yeah Pokemon's looking good Indies are looking good Insomniac is looking good yeah, as usual 
And GamesCon in general is looking good, and the gaming industry is looking good, except for Respawn Entertainment. But that's for another day. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap up our podcast, our generic transmission for today. It will. And so, Mr. Amreal, where can people find you on the interwebs? On this very channel. <laughs> that's it, right? I will be working on this channel. We'll have a wrestling pod up this week. Probably before this comes up. Yeah, yeah into wrestling we have our very knowledgeable mr sean ali giving us crazy stupid insights into things that we wouldn't even realize if without him a lot of bray wyatt talk if you're a fan of his even if you're not a fan i don't know why i got closer to the mic so i'm sorry for uh, headphone users but even if you're not a fan of wrestling i'm not a big fan of it and i find these talks interesting yeah well you're on it too yeah that's why <laughs> man I'm just, I'm just trying to plug it yeah yeah and I think in the future we'll probably have, you know, we'll probably have some more guests on the gaming pod. That's right. Maybe we'll turn this into a video show. We should turn it into a video show. We should have live streaming too, some gaming, game shows, some prizes, some, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But you can find myself, Ricky the Leaf, 8-Bit to the Future, Drake Quintel, on some social media things like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What are they, man? Just 8-Bit to the Future on Instagram is probably the best bet because everything else is pretty much on private or I don't really post much. But yeah, also on YouTube, 8-Bit to the Future. I haven't posted up a video in a long time, but you can check it out. Some, some pretty good videos there. Yeah, or were some pretty good videos. But yeah, that's it for today's Generic Transmission Gaming Edition. We want to say thank you all for listening. Have fun gaming, doing what you do. And take care. Peace.